What's happening? Welcome back. J. Mart and Ramon. First show of the week, and it's a Tuesday. That's all right, though. It is a Tuesday. Yeah. Hope, hope everybody enjoyed their Memorial Day. I was out in College Grove hanging out with the family. All right. All right. Some people seeing my daughter for the first time. Mm. She's a celebrity everywhere she goes. She's basically Ron Slay. <laughs> She's now... 10 pounds, 8 ounces. Hey. We weighed her two days ago. It makes the same noises as Ron does. <laughs> yes, she does. His head is 10 pounds, 8 ounces. <laughs> it might be. He'll it join us in the final be. hour of the show also. So, whew, I just saw this This as well. And this is actually tweeted back on May the 30th, but I just saw it because you're seeing all this kind of stuff. ESPN insider Jordan Schultz. One league source contends the Titans have become weary of other teams making a run at Julio Jones. Says Tennessee's making a consistent push but won't overpay. The first response that I see to this, a first-round pick isn't an overpay for a top-ten wide receiver of all time. All right, then go get Randy Moss. <laughs> go get Jerry Rice. Choosing violence. Right that now. No, but that argument doesn't work. No, it doesn't. I don't care what he is all time. I care what he is from now on <laughs> if you're Tennessee. Yeah. Just to, I know, that's pouring a little cold water. And it still just feels like a lot of people don't know. Because either you're going to give up, somebody's going to give up a first or nobody's going to give up a first. Mm-hmm. Either that story's right or it's not. Either Tennessee's going for broke or Tennessee's a long shot. Either Tennessee's going to sign them or Tennessee's not. Or Seattle's going to sign them or Seattle's not. I just, I kind of just want to see, I want to hear it today in principle and yeah. then sign it tomorrow and let's be done here. And it all, whether it's here or elsewhere, it's got to work out for Atlanta. That's what we keep forgetting. Also, Julio has no say so in this no, whatsoever. He Unless he says, I won't go there if you trade me there. That's all that's got to happen right there. And I will say, I think they, they will somewhat have his best interest in mind because he's been a, a, a true pro to their organization, has great relationship with Arthur Blank. Um, new coaching staff, of course, he doesn't really know them well enough, but he said he wants to go to a winner. And we're looking at that group of teams that we you've mentioned, I've mentioned, Titans, Seahawks, 49ers. You're hearing Baltimore here and there, too. Baltimore. Although that situation was kind of iffy this weekend. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Top observation for this hour. Top ob comes from Twitter. Aaron Schwartz says, hot take. I'd rather have kept Corey Davis. Younger, cheaper, no loss of picks. That would have. That would have made By sense the way, I'm like not that. saying we're not endorsing agreeing with that take. No. It's just an interesting comment. It's, you get it for cheaper, that's for sure. Mr. Gardaki on Twitch, not weird for someone to give autographs to fans. That's about J.J. Watt. Is that basically saying the media are fanboys of J.J. <laughs> Watt? It's certainly not weird for someone to give autographs to fans, but all these media members, here's a – instead of doing that, why don't you give me $200 for that jersey? Let Give me two hundred dollars. I can go get myself a nice meal. Thanks for that. Don't personalize it. Let me put it on eBay myself. Um, weird man. Does I, I think this is what happens for sure. I think Julio helps the Titans win the AFC South. <laughs> you put yourself in position there. Man, it's chilly after that cold Yikes. water you just threw <laughs> over everything. If that's it, then you don't do it. If that's if that's it, if that's all that it helps you do, that's what I'm saying. At that point, I don't buy into Carson Wentz, so I still think you probably win the division anyway. Jeez, if, you don't, you, if you don't, I can see you not making the playoffs, and that's that's not Julio involved or not. That's just right now. I'm just saying, dog. Um, 
Injury predictor. Yeah, Barrett, gobble it. Gobble it. I, I'm, I don't know I'm, what it I'm is either, man. I don't know what it is either, Barrett. But it's out there. It is definitely out there, man. Um, either you do or you don't. What they say, either crap or get off the pot. That's what we are today. Resume first. The last thing Rossini said was that Russell Wilson and Julio have talked about the possibility of playing together. Jeez, Moan. Yeah, that's some turd stuff right there. That just shows you where I am about this Julio situation, too. What'd you say again, Jay? I missed that. Just said that Russell, the last thing that I saw Rossini tweet was that Russell Wilson and Julio have been talking over the last few weeks about the possibility of playing together. So he picks up for Russell, but AJ got to send him a TikTok. I think probably talked. I know man. that. That's just me leaning into the fact of who are you picking to play with? Tannehill or Russell uh, Wilson? Well, the only thing that would make me wonder is if the stories are true that Russell, remember Tyler Dunn and his piece we were talking about with the Bears quarterback situation, a lot of that was about Russell Wilson's post-playing career. Mm-hmm. Won all these billionaires in his Rolodex was the quote. Wants to own the team. So Vegas or a big market like that was being where he wants to go. Yeah. Does Julio keep him in Seattle for another contract? I don't know that it does, Mom. And if it doesn't, I definitely would rather play with Tannehill because I think the chances he's here for longer than Russell Wilson is in Seattle are probably pretty good. Yeah, I think this is the start of the end for Seattle and Russ. The fact that that conversation is just out there right now. It's out, and then it kind of backed off, which mm-hmm. means, okay, they're, they're going to agree to to shut up, to make moves, to, or to, to make a move away from one another after this year. And um, I don't want to bring his age up, but you got Pete Carroll who's over, what, 70 right now? I mean, how much longer is he going to go? He's the one, if you're looking at it, is keeping the band together. Wasn't it in that article also that he was the one that said, hey, stop, we need to keep Russ here? Mm-hmm. Like, that's where you are with that. I think we might be a year removed from Russ not being there. So I don't know if that's going to be an ideal situation. And if Russ leaves and they don't have a great answer at quarterback, I can see Carroll walking away right there. Oh, yeah. Does he need to be there for a rebuild? No, I would say no. I wouldn't. Absolutely not. Um. Rams making their way into this conversation is just an L.A. type of thing. Oh, you want to talk about star power in L.A. Like, that's exactly what they will live for. Going into the new stadium this year, yeah, that is absolutely everything that they will want and more. Um, Green Bay, if they want to salvage Aaron Rodgers, maybe. But he doesn't seem like he want to come back unless they're firing the GM. Michael Otto. YouTube, I 100% agree with Ramon. He does not make the Titans a Super Bowl contender. Here's my thinking. You've got the rushing champion, and you've got one of the best wide, best young wide receivers in football today. And you've got certainly a good quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. You just paid big money to a guy. I really like him, Bud Dupree. And Danico Autry that I think is going to make Jeffrey Simmons a better player. Bayard, you hope, has a resurgence. I'm not – I think you're at least a contender – Maybe you maybe small letters, okay? Yeah. <laughs> no no capitalization there, no exclamation point. I think you're a contender now. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I don't think you're going to win it, but I don't think you're going to win it with Julio either, because I still don't think Kansas City is going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Not for a while. This guy's got a, a, a stronghold on this league for a while. Let's just be honest about that. We can say that. We don't know what's going to happen with Trevor Lawrence, but we we've seen what 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 Patrick Mahomes can do. And Andy Reid is a offensive guru. I but mean, if, but if you're in the NFC West, that's where the arms race is. That's the best division in all of football right now. DK Metcalf, Julio Jones, Tyler Lockett. Mm. Sounds good. 
If I'm Russell Wilson, I want a, I want that for a year at least. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. When are we gonna find out? I, I I'm still waiting for that tweet to pop up before we're done. Where it's like, agree in principle, this is gonna happen. Out of pettiness, as long as it doesn't happen during Buck's show, I'm fine. With yeah, I don't want it to happen during <laughs> Buck's show. Nope. Nope. Can't win with them. Can't coach them. Can't coach them. Can't coach them. <laughs> don't want them. Speaking of which, Far Sender says I, I would I would ask Buck for his autograph. I would never pay for it though. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Far Sender? I, like I, I don't know exactly what that means. <laughs> Why would you ask Buck for his autograph? <laughs> I don't know. Just maybe be, it's just, the media. Just go thing. downtown and wait for him to sign his tab and take that. <laughs> Coach Mack will join us in the next segment. We'll talk about OTAs with him. We'll talk about where where he feels like the Titans' offense stands today. Sans Julio. And what Julio might do for the offense. We'll, we'll talk a lot of Titans, of course, with Coach Mack of Titans Radio next here on 104.5 The Zone. Go Belay. Jay Martin and Mo, 104.5 The Zone, 11 year NFL veteran, involved for life. Ramon Foster, 19 year. Where are you going? Payday with this? veteran. Payday veteran? Yeah, board game. Okay. I thought you were talking about the candy bar, more of a Snickers yeah, guy. Yeah, I know you are. I know exactly what you are. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. You can take it wherever you want to take it, homie. It's all part of it. You know what? Yes, my ass. There it is. That's exactly what I would have thought. So like you. I'm Jason Martin. We're on Twitter at Jmart and Ramon. So yeah, yeah. this from Field Yates just a little bit ago. Bills have, have uh, taken $11 million of Stephon Diggs' salary this year, converted it to signing bonus. It's given them $7.8 million in cap money. It's going to cost them $21 million and $20 million in a couple of years down the road. But the speculation is it's for Zach Ertz. Also, the cap is fake. Yes, in also the, the cap sentence. is not real. The cap is not real. This guy is real. It's Coach Dave McGinnis. You can plan on Farm Bureau Health Plans for better coverage, better rates, and better customer service. They've been providing Tennesseans with the home field advantage for almost 75 years. Coach, what's going on this morning? Guys, good morning. How was your weekend? I asked Shafe. He said he had a good one. I'm sure you guys did too. Ah, splendid, Coach Mack. Yeah. Spent it with family. And yesterday some people got to meet Claire Grace for the first time within the family. And she was a she was a celebrity and I receded into the background like wallpaper. <laughs> oh yeah. Well you count zero once she <laughs> when she's around with family, you are you count zero. You might as well just go sit in the corner. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what I did. As a matter of fact, it was enjoyable. I was just able to spend time with myself. Go sit in the corner, then get the car keys, and when they're ready to go, we'll take them home. <laughs> so, like it. OTAs, Coach, what were some of your observations from last week? Well, you know, I think what were the 53 guys there? There still aren't a lot of vets there. There are some. Had some second-year players, you know, that came in that that need this because they need to have a they need to to have a year this year, step up and have a year. Christian Fulton, Darrington Evans you know, come to mind there, you know, pretty quickly for me. Uh, and, you know, so it's still, it's still a work in progress. These OTAs now, you know, with what's going on with the, with the collective bargaining agreement, I mean, you're going to work, you're going to work with the people that are there and really what you want to see, of course, all the rookies are there. And what I watch when I go at this time of year, you know, with the way it's structured now is to just see if these rookies are making, you know, any progress as far as not gigantic leaps, but they're doing some things, uh, you know, you, you, you don't want to hear, and I listen to coaches when I go to practice because 
you don't want to hear them saying the same thing to the same person all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and it, you know, that, that's all part of the retention and you don't want to, you don't want to have guys that are repeat offenders. And so from that aspect of it, I thought, you know, I thought they did a nice job, you know, and I, and I like I, I like watching, you know, Darrington Evans, you know, and, and Fulton because both those guys are going to have to have roles this year. And, you know, Christian Fulton uh, needs to step up because revamping this secondary, he needs to be a big part of it. And then Darrington Evans can be a part of this offense, uh, just needs to be healthy and on the field. So I like, I like watching them work, but it, you know, as far as to say you could, you could put a definitive uh, look as to exactly what you're, you're, you're seeing out there. I mean, if somebody tells you that they know exactly what they're seeing out there right now, they're lying to you because this is just the very first step in this thing. How valuable do you think Darrington Evans could be uh, out of the backfield catching the ball? I know he got some work with the receivers. Not that he's going to have any kind of a change of position, but finding a role there as as more of a, a versatile back, more of a Swiss Army knife kind of offensive weapon potentially to go along with Derrick Henry. Well, you're right in saying, Jay Mark, that he's, you know, he was working with receivers so he could work on his releases work on his route stems, those types of things. He's not going to be a receiver, but uh, he will be removed from the backfield. And so that, I think that that could be a big help. I mean, you're, you're talking about, when you're just talking about doing that, you know, especially if he and Derek Henry are in there together and he can, he can flex out. Uh, then you're talking about matchups because probably, you know, with he and Derek Henry in the ball game, you're going to get matchups with base people. And so if you can get him out there in space, you know, removed at numbers plus, or, or hash plus, you know, from the from the ball mm-hmm. uh, with a linebacker out there covering him in space. I think he's got the requisite skills to make that linebacker miss. And so, anyway, I mean that he could be he could be a help with that. But right now, you know, both of those players, he and Fulton, missed enough last year, and and they were in that rookie class that got nothing yeah. when they first came in. All they they came in and they they jumped right into training camp. They didn't get any of this time last year, so. Uh, he can be a, he can be a help. I mean, that's why they drafted him. I mean, he can, he can be a help, but he's got, he's got to get caught up with the nuances of what needs to go on out there. He needs to stay healthy. Uh, Coach Mack, um, you, you bring up an, an important point when bringing up Darrington Evans. And it's also to the point of where Derrick Henry is. Um, Derrick Henry is the guy who's getting to that, that threshold where they see quarterback, I mean, running backs either kind of get over the hill. And I don't think he's there, but I think this team will have to be smart to either, let's say, rest Derrick Henry for the longevity of his career, the success of this offense, by incorporating a guy like Derrick Evans uh, more into it. I think last year was a case of you didn't know what Derrick Evans could do. And this year you could potentially, I'm, I'm asking you, could you potentially have two types of offenses when you have Derrick Henry out there and when you have Derrick Evans out there, considering he's in OTAs right now, we see him receiving almost like a scat back type of death. Is that the balance that you want from uh, your offense? Well, he's a different, he's a different type of back, but uh, remember this remote uh, they're at app state. Uh, he was an excellent inside and outside zone runner Yeah, because that's the offense that they ran there. So you can run your, you can run all of your, 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 your run schemes with Darrington Evans. You, you don't have to change your run schemes at all. I mean, he can run the inside, the outside zone. He can mm-hmm. run some of those gap schemes they've got. So you don't have to change that. You know where he's going to be. Where he's going to be a little bit different is if he's removed out of you know removed out yeah. of the backfield. And so yes, I mean you would like to have you know clearly. Uh, to me, I've been with a great back. You know a couple of them in my yeah. career. They never wanted to give up any you know any carries. Uh, 
you know, look at what Walter Payton did. I mean, for years, missed one game in 13 years. Wow. Uh, and, and it was the offense for a long time, you know, before Mike Ditka got there. He was the offense. And so, you know, Derrick Henry can Derrick Henry can carry the load. He's already he's already proven that. But Darrington Evans will help because it just yeah. gives you a little bit more versatility. And not not that I think that, that Derrick Henry is going to need any rest because, you know, Seriously, I mean, you watch him. You know, I mean, last year he missed one ball game, and he could have played in that ball game, but Mike Vrabel set him out against New Orleans. So it just gives you another dimension to it. So I think it would help, but he needs to be healthy, and he needs to, to as I say, start to perfect the nuances of what they're going to ask him to do during this time up through training camp, and then in the three preseason games. Um, oh, go ahead, Mo. When, when it when it comes down to this time of the year, till you 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 finally get your eyes on the guys and. Right now, it's not a whole lot of vets in town, which is a good thing for the young guys. This is where they start to build their depth, uh, depth as far as this team goes, because you know the more you have, the better it is for you to be uh, during the season. As far as this O-line and D-line push right now, are you seeing some good things from both of these units? Because they get an opportunity now to kind of go up against each other a little bit. Well, yeah, but not a whole lot because, you know, still, you know, you don't have the full complement of those guys out there. I really, I really get more out of this, uh, Ramon, when I'm watching individual. Yeah. You know, I watch individual because when, when you go together, I mean, you go, you know, you know how practices are, are scheduled. You go individual, group, and then team. Mm-hmm. And I watch individual and group pretty hard. The team aspect of it, especially now without pads on it, plus you're not going to, they're learning how to practice as professionals. And, and they're going to have to learn how to practice full speed without pads on. They're not going full speed yet. They really, they really aren't because, you know, most of these guys aren't in condition yet, mm. especially these rookies. They have no idea what NFL conditioning is. But just I like, I like to watch the individual in the group to see them, you know, improving their techniques because some of them, these techniques in the National Football League are completely different than from what they've been used to. And they've got to get that down first. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying watching that part of it. The team aspect of it, the, as I say, you know, when you start looking at uh, – you know this too. Mm-hmm. The offensive and the defensive line, uh, really, when you don't have pads on and you don't have shells on, yeah. they don't have shells on either. So you're not going to do a whole bunch because you don't have your shoulders protected yet. Uh, Coach – not based on your observations or what you're going to see in OTAs this week, but do you feel like that the secondary on this team has the most to prove of all the units right now because they are so young and because the defense was much maligned last year publicly and people need to see them kind of step up? It's a quarterback's league, so they're going to be dealing with great wide receivers all year long. Do you feel like maybe they're they're the group we need to be talking about a little bit more often than maybe we have over the past few weeks? Well, it's going to be a completely new group, you know, except for, you know, for, you know, for, for, you know, for, 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 uh, hold on a minute. That's Goodell calling me. Uh, <laughs> Take your pills, coach. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Roger Goodell calling me. I'll tell you what you want when you get off the air. Oh, that's beautiful, coach. The, uh, the secondary. secondary is going to be brand new. Yeah. I mean, even though you've got, you know, your two safeties are, are going to be guys that have been here, it's going to be brand new. And, 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 it, and, it, and it had to be. I mean, that, that was one thing. And, and it had to be, you know, for two reasons. First of all, we had two guys that were carrying a lot of money at corner that was going to be hard to absorb if you were going to improve your front. 
So that's the trade-off you made. So now these guys are going to have to, once they all get together, is coalesce and come together. And yeah, I mean, they've got, they have got a lot of molding and, and, uh, you know, melding to do coming together because that's, what's going to be, you know, extremely, extremely important. I mean, I think when you look at it, you just look at, at, at physical ability. I mean, you've got guys back there that have the physical ability, but you, you've got to play together. You know, the secondary guys is a lot like the offensive line. I mean, you really got to kind of play, you know, as one back Mm -hmm. there. I mean, just like on the offensive line, they've got to play as one, even though they're, you know, they've got varied responsibilities, it's got to work in sync with one another. So to that aspect of it, uh, to answer your question, uh, yeah, but they've, they've got to prove, they've got to come together is what mm-hmm. they have to do. The young guy from Georgia, Money Rice, coach. Um, I'm sure you've laid eyes on him a little bit, but uh, we, when we talked about him during the draft, we was like, he's, he's a guy that finds the ball. He's a heat seeker. Have we kind of seen some of that in his movement as far as his individual, maybe some uh some 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 seven on seven type of stuff uh during this OTA period? Yeah, I mean you can see that. I mean, that's yeah. what he is. I mean, you know, he's not gonna he's not gonna change his stripes off of that because you've either got that in you or you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, and you could see that, you could see that, you know, in his game there at Georgia. But now what he has to learn, and and he and he's getting he's getting a really, really nice baptism of it because <laughs> he's in he's in the middle and Mike Vrabel's making him call all the defenses. You know, and at, at one point Mike Vrabel said, Nobody else talk. Nobody wow. else talk. Monty, you call this. You call it at the line, make the adjustments. And that, that's the best way you, to learn to do it because you can sit there on, on a Zoom meeting or you can sit there on a whiteboard and nod your head all you want. But until you get out there and do it when all the pieces are moving, then that's when you know if you can do it or not. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like I like I just like his ability to get to the ball. He's still got a lot to learn. There's a lot to learn at that second level in the National mm-hmm. Football League than it is from the collegiate game. It's just different. It's different. The things you have to see. And really, you know, in the collegiate game, you can kind of put your lights on. You, you can put your headlights on and just zero in on one aspect. The National Football League playing at that second level, especially if you are making the calls, you got to have your high beams on because you've got to be able to see right to left while you're looking straight ahead. And so that's what he's learning to do right now. Coach, gut feeling, do you think that Dylan Radens is starting for this team in the fall within the first month or so of the season, considering just a lot of the things, a lot of the questions that still exist around the offensive line? Can't answer that till I see him with pads on. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can answer this. I like his I like his lower body flex and I like his feet. I know that. And then the other thing I like is uh he is a, a, a really seems to be a really smart player because it doesn't take him very long to pick it up. But I, I mean I would be you know, it's pure be, speculation, obviously. Yeah. So I'd be guessing, and yeah. I don't want to guess, you know, I don't want to guess with you guys. I can tell you this. He looks like he has the requisite skills, Jay Mark. To be able to do it, yes. What do you think of Des Fitzpatrick um, so far? A lot's going to be a lot's going to be expected or or hoped from him, not expected, but hoped from him. But what have you seen from him? Big, long, uh, has got some speed. Uh, still needs to refine his route running. He he has gotten better since he's been here with Rob Moore working with him just as far as being able to run the nuances and 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 it, see. There's a lot different to running patterns in this league than there are, you know, where he was. But Rob Moore is the perfect coach for him because Rob Moore was a big, long receiver, you know, that was able to use his body but can also teach him how even though if you're tall, you can still disguise the stem of your route from what those DBs are looking at. So I, I like him. He's a worker. He, he and Racy McMath both are workers. 
Coach, one thing you notice about the Titans practice, when you see the visuals of it or the quick snippets that we're allowed to see when it comes down to the practice, this coaching staff is involved in individual. They are holding pads. They're either running routes. They're giving a look themselves. Have you witnessed this as much as you have with the Titans on any other team? Because I'll be honest with you, it's not many who's willing to take on a pad the way either your head coach does or all of his assistants at this point. I don't know if there's anybody that doesn't get physical in practice. Well, it's because the head coach does it. Yeah. You know, if the head coach does it, well, I mean, you better you better get in line and do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The head coach, the head coach takes the lead in all of this, you know, and then Mike Vrabel is not it's sitting in those coaches meetings saying, okay, look, I want you to, I want you to get a pad and work on releases. I want you, you know, he, he just, he gets out there, he pads up and he's, he is hands-on. So yes, it's a very hands-on staff, which is good. And especially at this time, because, you know, with the young players there, they need hands-on right mm-hmm. now. I mean, they, they need it because you know this, Ramon, you can speak to this. Once you get into the season, uh, you know, that hands-on stuff, you you better have your techniques down and you you work on them every day in individual. Mike yeah. Vrabel still gives them chances to work on individual and work on techniques in individual, but you're in the scheme once you get into the season. And so you better, you better have a pretty good foundation going in. That's what they're doing right now. And it is a very hands-on staff. You're correct. Coach, uh, have you ever parked one of your many Rolls Royces in a long-term economy lot at an airport? Yeah, but I just told him to watch it. <laughs> you had somebody you had somebody paid there to watch it coach for three weeks? Is that yeah, how you yeah. said, hey, you know, just keep your eye on this thing over here. I mean, you won't have you won't have a problem picking it out. It's one sitting right over there between that uh Prius and and, and that uh in, in that Ford truck. Yeah, that Ford truck. I mean, you'll recognize it, so just watch it. Coach, I don't know if I've ever heard anything. Now, you know there's a lot of money made in this league, in all no, leagues, okay? No, no, no. I just can't imagine not paying for valet or catching a ride. I mean, I'm sure you've heard some silly stuff happen, Coach, but I guarantee you that car is probably in a shipping container headed to another country right now. Yeah, somebody's driving that around Dubai right now. That's what's going on. Yeah, that's showing in the UAE. There's, yes. there's absolutely no question about that. You know, we haven't talked a lot about Jenkins. Before we let you go, Coach, uh, what do you think Jenkins, in terms of his contribution level here and what you let go and what you brought in with him, what do you think Jack Rabbit can actually do for this team? Well, Jack Rabbit's scared of nobody. Mm. I mean, you can put – I mean, look, we – I was on, we drafted Jack Rabbit for a mm-hmm. reason. I mean, he was the best man cover guy coming out in, in that draft, and, and he still is. Now, of course, after 10 years in the league, you know, are you the same guy twitch-wise? No, nobody is. But I know this, you know, uh, Jack Rabbit, I mean, he would never back down from anything that we put, that we that we asked him to do defensively. We would match him on on the, the best players. And plus, he's, he's really good in the classroom. He's really good. I mean, he understands, he understands, patterns he understands pattern match he understands he studies receivers i mean he's a pro i mean he really is a pro i mean he just uh parked his car the wrong place (laughs) coach uh, just real quick today is the day that everybody's been waiting for will we see a lot of teams make moves today and tomorrow as this june 1st is upon us yes yeah Yeah, you absolutely yeah you a a lot i mean i don't know what a lot is yeah but you will see, you will see, you will see teams make move and just just because of this, Ramon. You know, coming off of the truncated salary cap year, mm-hmm. 
And then yeah, this is the time where, where you're able to do that. And plus knowing that the, you know, the cap's going to be uh, over 200 million, 200.8 next year, and then it's going to really balloon in 2023. You'll have some people start to move some things, you know, to start piecing themselves to get, to get squared up and get ready, you know, for a, for a big push. So will some people make some moves today and tomorrow? Absolutely. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I mean, considering what you just said there before we let it go, is just, uh, if you're pushing this down the road a little bit to where it's going to be cap hits later on with guys like you're restructuring, you're going to end up paying, if you were to restructure Tannehill, then it's like 42 and $40 million over a few years. But the salary cap going up, does that make it more likely? It's just like more teams are going to be willing to roll the dice in the short term because the money is going to be more in their favor later on? Yeah, if you just if you if you just don't get extravagant with it, absolutely, yes. I mean, yeah. if you know, if you know what you do know, that you're going to have more money out there. Well, then, you know, within reason and you start to you start to estimate about of what that would be. Absolutely. It does. I mean, mm-hmm. it absolutely uh, does that because, you know, you're going to have money to work with. Coach, has Pollen got you? Uh, yeah. You know what? I, I get a little bit of that. I don't know what it is in the air, but there's a lot of trees right here at my house. And so they got something on them. You know what? You know what I heard helps allergies, coach? It's a, a second round pick for Julio Jones. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not sure that's a real good antihistamine, but it, it, it would help some other things. I promise you that. Definitely will help with your uh, with your oh, abdominal cramps you, or anything like that. Coach, man, we love you. We appreciate you. Love Thank you. you. See you guys. Right, that's coach. coach Mack. Let the experts at Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it when you need great health care coverage at a price you can afford. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. When we come back, birthdays, another opportunity for Ramon to embarrass everyone. We'll be right back. J. Martin Ramon, 104.5 The Zone. <laughs> Welcome back. J. Martin Ramon, 104.5 The Zone. And thanks to Coach Dave McGinnis. You missed any of Coach Mack or any part of today's program. whole lot of Julio talk on this show. Mm-hmm. Podcast us wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us that five-star review if you wouldn't mind. J. Martin Ramon, that's the name of the show. At Ramon Foster, at J. Mart Radio, at Schaefer on Sports, at J. Mart and Ramon. <whistles> Birthdays, I just got a long list of things yeah, to do yeah. here. We'll start with Ronnie Dunn. Not Ronnie. Kicks Brooks, but Ronnie Dunn of Brooks and Dunn, 68. Hey. Mark Curry, my man, hanging with Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper, baby. 60 years old today. What? Did you see the video of him a few weeks ago? Yeah, I did see that. Where he was getting gas. It's like, local man gets gas, and it's Mark Curry. It's Mark Curry. I saw that. How do you forget that, man? I uh, know. And they put his name on there. Brandy Carlisle was 40 today. Uh, Terry Polo was 52 from Meet the Parents. Okay. And other things. Amy Schumer is 40. Oh, wow. Today. Amy Schumer? Wow. Mm-hmm. Alanis Morissette, 47. What's your favorite Alanis Morissette song, Moan? Do you remember the time? Uh Uh-oh. Nope. (laughs) That's Michael Jackson. And that's just remember the time. It's not do you. (laughs) I got to have to do you in Alanis Morissette. What's the song of hers? Uh, Hand in My Pocket. That sounds like a Ironic. You ought to know. Hand in My Pocket? Mm -hmm. Huh. That's that's interesting. The 90s were a weird time, Ramon. I got one one hand in my pocket, and the other one's giving a high five or a peace sign. Or smoking a cigarette. Okay. I'm just naming all the choruses because it changed every chorus. Isn't it ironic, don't you think? Don't you think? It's like rain on your wedding day. Ah, it's supposed to be good luck. I I don't know, Mo. It is. That's what they say. 
It was supposed to rain on mine. It was? I don't think it actually did, though. It wasn't in November. Rain with Guns N' Roses. That didn't go well. No. Mm. Did not. <laughs> Heidi Klum is 48. Hey. Hey, now. <laughs> Used to be married to who, Moan? JT. No. When <laughs> Justin Timberlake? No. <laughs> was it uh, Morgan Freeman? <laughs> Do you actually know where you're just naming people now? <laughs> Bruce Willis. Leonardo DiCaprio. Got nothing but time. Michael Myers. Neither one. Steve. Not the one that killed Jamie Lee Curtis or tried to kill her, I should say. Spoiler alert. Schwing. Steve also Harvey. not Wayne. <laughs> Who was she married to? Seal. Oh. Hmm. Did not know that. No, you didn't. Clearly. <laughs> Brian Cox is 75. Succession. Oh. Be the newest thing that he's done. I thought you were talking about the NFL player. Won an Emmy for Nuremberg back in 2001. <laughs> uh, this one's just funny based on what you just said. Ooh. Morgan Freeman <laughs> is 84. Shout out to him, man. Wow, 84. Wow. I should have been Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman speaks like this. 84. 84. Wow. Awesome. Andy Dufresne. Zay Wataneo. <laughs> He enlisted in the Air Force in 1955. I heard. Uh, I looked him up a few times. So uh, yesterday's birthdays, Leah Thompson was in Back to the Future and Howard the Duck and all the right moves and a bunch of other things. Colin Farrell's birthday was yesterday. Really? We missed that one. Do you know who that is? Mm Mm-hmm. Old school. Was he in the (laughs) Clint Eastwood was 91 yesterday. Okay, Citizen Kane. Joe Namath. 78. Broadway. I thought you were just about to name another movie, and I was about to punch you in the face. <laughs> I should have said The Wizard of Oz. Chris Elliott, 61. Don't even want to bother asking who that is. That's, that's a waste of time. Yeah. Toy Story 4. Get a life. Nope. Brooke Shields, 56. Brooke Shields uh, was in the movie The Shield. There wasn't a movie called The Shield, nor was she in it. What about Get Out? Colin Farrell was 45. That was just to give you that. I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, who? Uh, DMC, 57 oh, yesterday. Oh, okay. I did see that. Rev Ron posted that, I think. Too. Uh, Waka Flocka Flame, hey, 35. Hard in the paint. He's my age. Yeah, of course. Kenny Lofton. Kenny Lofton, 54. Wow. Nice. 54? Mm-hmm. Kenny Lofton's 54. And also Tom Holland's birthday is today. Tom Holland? Yes. What's your favorite Tom Holland role, uh, Moan? Avengers Endgame. Actually, that's right. Actually, that is correct. (laughs) Do you know who he was in Avengers Endgame? Uh, Captain America? He was not. Try again. (laughs) He was, uh, let me see, Spider-Man. There you go. There you go. He's 25, I believe. Yes, 25 years of age to Tom Holland. One of the better Spider-Men. Well, he's got his third film coming out in December. It would be his sixth appearance Homecoming as the web slinger. Cool. Far From Home wasn't terrible either. Yeah. He, he's done solid. They got the right guy for this one. It's first time they've got somebody that, that, that actually looks the part, yeah, acts the I part. Think is that. Yeah, he's got the kid. He's got mm-hmm. the quips, all that kind of stuff. He's mm-hmm. not brooding around. It's Saturday night fevering around like, Toby McGuire like before Seabiscuit. <laughs> yeah. 
Six one five seven three seven one zero four five is how you how you reach us. Morgan Freeman, favorite Morgan Freeman role, Moan. Morgan Freeman, Shawshank. Okay, easily. Okay, I thought maybe you were about to just, you know, no. waiting to exhale or something. <laughs> we like didn't that. want you to drop the screen pass there. <laughs> Varigo Belay said his name right this time. Is yeah. dying on YouTube. These Ron movies are up. amazing. Yeah, Ron is up. Ron's actually going to join us in about twenty five minutes. <laughs> we'll talk to him about uh, Tony Vitello. LSU is going to make a run at, the, at him. I, I'll say this, and Tennessee better do something fast. They better, and even if they do, it might not be enough. Even I looked at the we stadiums. We know who he is. I looked at the stadiums mm-hmm. across the SEC. Mm-hmm. UT, you've mm-hmm. been playing around far too long. Yep. And they it's either going to cost you or it's not, but you're going to have to put something on this. Yeah, you are. All right, fourth hour coming up next. Jay Martin and Mo, 104.5 The Zone.